0: Hello and welcome, my name is Daniela, I'm a Catholic speaker and evangelist and you're listening to Parhisia Podcast. Parhesia, from the Greek meaning to speak all freely, openly and boldly. In the words of Hebrews 3.13, I am here today to encourage you. Yes, Jesus Christ is alive. He loves you and I am cheering you on. I pray you're greatly blessed and invite you to subscribe for the latest episodes and to share this podcast. Today is the day of the Lord, Sunday, and I'm really excited because it's my first time ever recording a podcast. And what better day than a Sunday for the glory of God? This got me thinking, it's true, every day is a blessing and a grace. But the church teaches that Sundays in particular are a day of powerful blessing and grace. Because it's the day that we celebrate Christ's victory over sin and death. So every Sunday is a day of resurrection. A new way of living here and now. You know, when we think about the resurrection, we might think of what it says in the creed about the end of time when we will be resurrected from the dead. But the resurrection, the Lord offers to each one of us here and now as a new way of living. And that is the life and power of the Holy Spirit. And it's not just a way, it's the way. The only true way to a life of freedom, joy, fulfillment and everything good that we desire. In the world, if you think about it, Sunday is the last day of the week and it's often overlooked, wrote off, because we're already getting ready for Monday and the week ahead, when in fact the church teaches that Sunday is the first day of the week, the beginning, a new start. So the first day of the week is a Sunday and it's filled with hope, healing, reconciliation, mercy, which all flows from Holy Mass. You know, Jesus invites each one of us to the Mass, not just because it's an obligation, but because all the life that we desire flows from the Mass. If we could only see with spiritual eyes, what was really going on. In the Mass, it's the life, the passion, the suffering, the death, the resurrection, Calvary, the cross and the resurrection. Everything is made present in the Mass. It doesn't happen again. It's made present. What happened 2,000 years ago is made present at every Mass. The amount of grace that is available is beyond our imagination it's bigger than all the seas put together in the world and what does it say in John's gospel where it says if everything that Jesus did while he was while he was on earth was written down all the books in the world couldn't contain it how much did the lord do if all the books in the world couldn't contain it the lord is a fountain, a waterfall, a mighty river of grace for each of our lives. And so, what better day to do this podcast than a Sunday? So as you've heard in the introduction, I'm a Catholic speaker and evangelist. I'm 29 years old from England and I've been speaking for about nine years and I thought it was time to start taking some of these talks and to turning them into a podcast but when I got my file out I thought which one do I begin with and I really didn't know and then I went back to the gospel and I looked at how Jesus started and this is how the Lord started to speak Mark 1 15 repent and believe in the good news the first invitation jesus christ gives to every single person on this planet from the beginning of time until the end is mark 115 repent and believe in the good news and if you know me i like to dig in to the scriptures with the greek or the hebrew and the greek for repent is metanoiet Or you might have heard of metanoia. And that means to think differently, to reconsider or to change one's mind. It then got me thinking about a quote that I heard recently, where Jesus said to St Catherine of Siena, Think of me and I will think of you. I will take Complete care of everything that pertains to you. And then what do we hear in today's Gospel? You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. With all your mind. When you woke up this morning what was your first thought? Now this is taking me back to a talk that I actually gave in April this year. Did you know that scientists and psychologists have proven that with every thought that we have, whether it's good or bad, the brain releases chemicals into the body So that we literally feel what we think. So if I'm thinking negative, it releases cortisol, I believe. And that has a physical impact on the body where I might feel tense. I might get a headache, a stomachache. So that you're literally feeling what you're thinking. Because your brain has released a negative chemical. And what did Jesus say in Matthew 12, 34? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, whatever we say or do, it all stems and starts from within. And this is why Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Because when we love God, it brings healing. When we focus on God, it brings healing. So that we think good things like St. Paul says, Whatever is noble, whatever is true, whatever is good. Think these things. It wasn't just a nice thing that he was saying. It's because he knew that we needed to fill our mind with the light of Christ. Have thee the mind of Christ. Because it has an impact on our day. On how we act. It colours our vision for the day and for life. And most people, we've all been there, wake up in the past. Whether it's memories, hurts, regrets, disappointments. Whatever it may be. Or we wake up in a state of anxiety because we're fearing the future, the unknown. We don't have a vision or a hope. This leads to excessive worry, anger, easily frustrated, negativeness and doubt, and even depression. So before we're out of bed, we can either be weighed down by the past or paralyzed by the fear of the future. And when I gave this talk, it was back in April. It was Divine Mercy Sunday. And I spoke about Thomas in the Gospel. Now Jesus, the risen Jesus, because as I also said in in the introduction, Jesus Christ is alive. So the risen Jesus had appeared to the apostles, but Thomas in that first appearance wasn't there. He missed it. And they all told him, Jesus is risen from the dead. Now remember, The grace of the resurrection is so powerful. Pray for it that it changes your life every single day. And they're saying to Thomas, Jesus is alive. They're all in the upper room. They're afraid because they've just seen their Lord, their master be crucified. But they're also amazed because he's been, he's rose from the dead. And they're telling Thomas, they're all hiding in the upper room. The door's are locked and they're in this state of, well, I wouldn't know how to describe it. And Thomas says to them, unless I see the holes that the nails made in his hands and can put my finger into the holes they made and unless I can put my hand into his side, I refuse to believe. Repent and believe in the good news. Thomas was still in the past, distraught by the pain of the cross and that is understandable. You know, we all carry crosses and pains and wounds and some of them are terrible and the Lord does understand. But he He encourages us to trust and Thomas at this time couldn't. He just couldn't accept that the Lord could be risen from the dead. You know, by living in the past or fearing the future, we close our hearts to the present, to the now, and truly god is here in the now the lord is here now as i speak and as you listen the lord is here with us now offering the grace of the resurrection now but when we're living in the past or fear in the future we close our hearts you know the scripture said on this sunday the doors were closed in the room where the disciples were You know, the upper room symbolizes the heart. And the doors on this occasion, they weren't just closed, they were locked. But the Lord is so merciful. You know, one thing, we need to get to know Jesus. We need to get to know him, what he's like, who he is. And I'm not saying you don't know him, but we can know someone more. And, you know, the Lord is inexhaustible. We can't know him enough. He's God infinite. And it's good to get to know who the Lord is, what he's like, who he is, how he acts, how he speaks. And the best way is reading sacred scripture, the life of Jesus, everything he did. But the Lord is merciful and he meets us right where we're at. You know, it says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. But on this occasion... The doors were closed and Jesus came in and stood among them, the scripture says. So this time he didn't even knock, he just came in. But if you think about it, imagine if Jesus knocks. the disciples, even though they've seen him risen from the dead, they were still in fear. They wouldn't have opened to someone who was knocking at the door because they would have feared who was behind the door. They didn't know. And so on this occasion, Jesus had to just come in. The mercy of the risen Lord is that He gets through our barriers when we're too afraid, when we don't know where the key is, when we've barricaded ourselves in, when we can't be bothered. All of these things, Jesus comes in. And it's called the priority of grace. Sometimes the Lord just comes in, He'll never overstep our freedom. He's a gentleman, but each of us should be open to that visitation of Jesus when he breaks through the barrier and he knows the right time to do that. And what are his first words in this gospel? Peace be with you. The first gift Jesus brings to every single one of us is peace. Peace that you don't need. To be ashamed of the past because he's our merciful redeemer and saviour. That you don't need to fear the future because God is truly in control. Especially when you commit yourself to him. He honours your trust. He absolutely honours your trust. And I'll just read a quote that I read recently. That the Lord said St. Gertrude, The firm confidence a person has in me, believing that I truly can help him at all times and desire to do so, steals my heart and does such violence to me that I cannot but favour such a soul because of the great pleasure I experience in seeing it so dependent upon me and in order to satisfy the great love I have for it. We steal the Lord's heart when we trust, when we turn to him and it's his peace that enables us to do so. You know, his peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. You know, the Lord's ears are really sensitive. He's not deaf. He never ever misses a word, a thought or a prayer that you make. Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. That was a response to Thomas's doubt. Unless I see the holes that, na- that the nails made in his hands and come put my finger into the holes that they made, or unless I can put my hand into his side, I refuse to believe. And so Jesus told Thomas, to put his hands in the holes in Jesus, in his hands, and the hole that was pierced in his side. He uses Thomas's very doubt to bring him healing and freedom, to bring him the gift of faith. You know, the Lord's healing is real and it's tangible. And as we've just seen, he can even use our doubts, our weaknesses as part of the process my power is made perfect in weakness. So do not despise your weakness because the Lord knows that at the end of the day, we are dust, as it says in Genesis. You are dust and to dust you shall return. He knows we are fragile. He knows our weak frame. And just like he knew Thomas's, And so by touching Christ's wounds, Thomas was not only healed of his doubt that Jesus had risen, he was healed from the past. The distraught of seeing Jesus on the cross in so much agony and suffering. You know, he couldn't get over this. He couldn't get over the wounds, the cross. And yet here he was facing them, reconciling with them. And we cannot reconcile with the past, with pains, with wounds, without Jesus. We just can't. Jesus stands at the centre of everything and he is our reconciliation. Only in Christ can we understand our life and everything that we've been through. Because he brings that peace that surpasses all understanding. And so I just ask you to reflect what from the past could be holding you back. What fears could be paralysing you? What are you doubting? Is it Jesus' power to actually change your life? Is it Jesus's love that he wants to change your life? 1 Peter 2:24, By his wounds we are healed. Jesus has the power to change your life. He wants to change your life. He is alive. And he does love you. And his mercy is being offered to you. Especially this day on a Sunday. Even if you listen to this podcast. In another day of the week. The grace from Sunday is in every day of the week. Because it flows into every part of our lives. The mercy of God. And mercy comes from the Greek Elios word for olive oil. And olive oil was used... To treat wounds. So if you think of Noah, when he sends out the dove, which represents the Holy Spirit, peace, and then we can also think of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. The dove comes back with the branch from the olive tree. So Jesus' heart was pierced on the cross. Blood and water came forth, which symbolized the Holy Spirit as one of the teachings of the church. The Spirit we were given at Pentecost. And the Spirit is the spirit of peace and he brings that elios, olive oil, the healing mercy of God to treat our wounds and every time Christ meets us, he breaks through the barriers, he respects us but he breaks through those barriers and he invites us to repent and believe in the good news, to turn our thoughts, our minds, our hearts to him who is alive, who is next to us every single day, inviting us to a new life, to freedom, to joy, to peace, to healing. And he says, do not remember the things of the past. Everything in our lives belongs to him and he can turn everything to good. Just like Good Friday was turned to the resurrection. You know, the resurrection is real. The power of the resurrection is offered to each one of us. And my prayer for you as you're listening is that you would receive that peace of Christ which comes from doing what it says in Mark one fifteen, Repent and believe in the good news. I said it before and I'll say it again. Jesus is alive. He loves you and I am cheering you on.